Hello everyone, thank you so much for tuning in today. This is episode 47 of More Than A Word. I'm joined today by guest Colin Edwards. Colin, first, thank you so much for taking some time and coming on the show today. Hey, thanks Brad. I'm just, I'm just thankful to be a part of it. Absolutely. And the word that we're going to be talking about today, per your request, I like to include that because I love the passion um, um, behind what you've described to me already about this word. And, and, and I love it when people have a specific word that they really feel united with and want to talk farther about. Is it, For us today, it's going to be victory. Um, the word victory you embodied and worked with the most throughout your life. And so I really wanted to, you know, just highlight that because I think it's important. It makes the episodes even more impactful when the guest is super excited about the word. So Colin, before we get into that discussion about the word victory and what it means to you, first, can you just tell everyone a little bit about who you are and what you do to get us going today? Yeah, man, uh, for sure. I live in uh, North Alabama. And uh, I graduated from a high school there, a high school that I went to for 15 years straight. I never transferred. I know a lot of my friends uh, have had to hop schools around during their lifetime, but I was very fortunate to be able to spend all those years at one place and develop some tremendous relationships. And I had a very successful high school basketball career that allotted me the opportunity to play at the Division One level. Uh, I was and during the summer of that transition between high school and college. I was just super excited about it. And, you know, I dreamed about playing college basketball my entire life. But within about four or five months, uh, it was it was not everything I hoped it would be. And I've talked to a lot of athletes and, you know, they've some people have had that experience. Some people have had, you know, amazing experiences. But for me, it just it was it was like I dreamed this my whole life. But when I got there, you know, I was kind of disappointed in what all what all it entailed. Uh, So from there, that kind of began a very, very tough journey uh, in my life. Uh, It was about four months in playing that I actually tore some muscles in my abdomen and I was forced to stop playing it into my career. Uh, so although I was having a difficult time, you know, with that transition into basketball, uh, it was still, you know, a difficult thought, you know, I'd invested so much time, so much energy over the past 10, 15 years into this sport. And now I was going to have to stop playing it forever. And, you know, that's just a difficult thought to grasp. And two months later, just when I thought things couldn't get any worse, was when my dad was diagnosed with stage four cancer. So it was bam, bam, bam. And um, that journey was just uh, excruciatingly difficult. Uh, it came, I tell people a lot of times, it came at the most inconvenient of times. And uh, when it came, you know, you just kind of have to, you just kind of fig- figure out how to juggle it all. I was three hours away uh, from my family at college. I was uh, still battling this, you know, having to leave basketball forever, struggling with my direction in life as far as education, where I was going to go. It was just a lot for a, you know, for an 18, 19 year old to really handle, but it was out of that season. What I can with confidence say that it was the hardest season of my life. It was out of that season uh, that uh, the, the Lord really began to birth something inside of me. He began to change my perspective on the way I see this life. And, um, you know, as I walked through through that journey, I, I can without a doubt say it was, the, it was the hardest journey of my life, but it was the single most rewarding journey of my life. And 23 months later, after my dad was diagnosed, he actually passed away and went on to be with the Lord. Uh, and it was from that, I'll never forget, Brad, I'll never forget the moment I was standing at his bedside as I watched him take his last breath. And um, a lot of people, you know, have experienced that moment. Uh, but I'll never forget what it was like for me. I looked, I looked at him as he took his last breath, and I smiled. 
you know, to a lot of people that would be twisted or skewed or, or distorted. But I'd been on a journey with the Lord for that 23 months in this tremendously difficult season. And the Lord had taught me a new way of seeing this life. And I, when I watched my dad take his last breath, I knew, you know, that this was not the end, but that my dad had actually obtained total victory the moment that he that, that, that he took his last breath here. Because when he took his last breath here, there was another breath that he took, you know, in heaven with the Lord because he was saved, because he was in relationship with Jesus. So that's where that word victory comes from. I've actually just written a book about it, and it's called Victory, the Story That Cancer Could Never Tell. And I'm just excited to see where this journey goes with the book, and I, I believe that the story will really impact a lot of people. Well, that's wonderful. I appreciate you sharing that story, and uh, I'm I'm glad that even through – that turmoil and, and that moment of, you know, insane sadness that you were able to now turn it into something that's been very meaningful for you. Um, obviously that's always the preferred route that we take and, and you, and you started to allude to it there at the end, but I'm not going to put too many more words out here. I want to ask you just straight up, what does in, in light of all those things you just talked about, what does the word victory mean to you, Colin? Honestly, um, you know, it's the most significant word in my life to this point, and I think it's everything. Uh, if if we live our life outside of victory, then we have nothing to hope for. If we ever lose sight of it, if we ever lose awareness of it, any day, any day of our life, you know, then we're we're outside we're outside of hope. But because we have eternal victory, that's what allows me, even in the hardest of circumstances, to still take another step because I know how the end of the story is going to go, no matter how it turns out on this earth. And so with that one word, victory, in mind, I can step, and then the next day may seem like I can't step, but because of victory, I can step again. And, you know, it just brings this tremendous joy to my life, even even in the midst of turmoil. It, it brings this tremendous joy to my life because, you know, the end is going to be really amazing. And when, you know, 100 years from now, 10,000 years from now, when we're all passed away, when we're all gone, gone from this earth anyways those of us who are saved are going to still be together we're all going to be united with the lord and that's going to be our reality every day for all of eternity so you know to answer your question it's it really is everything that's very interesting as i'm curious with you know that that thought and and kind of looking forward and the idea of eternal victory what have you found for yourself um, through that journey kind of in this present day, in this moment, on this earth? What what kind of patterns have you found that, that, that you know, committing to following them mirror and, and, and get on the trajectory that allows you to, say, live that out one day and, and you believe are kind of going to contribute to what you believe is ultimate victory, but in the shorter term, if that makes sense? Right, right, right. Yeah, um, I would say, and I hope I'm answering your question correctly as far as patterns go. Um, but you know, this was not a this was not a a reality that I just understood in a moment. Um, this was not something that just clicked, you know, in a single moment in time. This has actually been a, a journey for me, and I I'm still nowhere near there. I think it would be pretty foolish for us to ever think that we arrive at something. Um, but it has been this constant process each day where I wake up and my prayer is each day is that the Lord would awaken me more and more to his perspective that I could see each day more clearly, more, more, more aligned with the way that he sees. 
and you know there's days where that's where that's definitely more difficult than others and you know i share this story a lot but when when dad first passed away there was times where when a significant life event would happen like when i got married i married my wife lauren uh, about let's say about a year after my dad passed away and uh, there was times like that where I would even pick up my phone to go and text my dad to let him know what, what had happened, just kind of instinctively and subconsciously. And then, you you know, you realize, well, dad's not here. And that thought a lot of times and those types of experiences definitely make this lifestyle of, you know, maintaining the mindset of eternal victory. It makes that more difficult. Um, but each day, you know, you just contend for it. You fight for it. You um, with me personally, I just I have to remind myself in those moments where emotions are at, at their highest, I have to remind myself what Jesus has accomplished and I have to remind myself how the story ends. And that's, that's where the peace comes from. That's where the joy comes from. Gotcha. Yeah, no, that definitely uh, provides some clarity around that. I'm curious. I don't want to put words in your mouth. So this is a question for you more so than a statement for me, but in a kind of say in a agnostic sense, it feels to me like what you're saying a little bit is, is kind of let's reframe this thought of what it means to win or lose on this binary scale that we set up in most competitive senses, like for you basketball in, in the arena of uncertainty in our lives and that surrounds our lives. Would you say that that's similar related to what you're, you're kind of getting at? Yeah, I would say so. Um, yeah, definitely. Yeah. That's very interesting to me. Cause I think that obviously with someone passing away and with all of these things that are, you know, moments of, of hardship for us, it's generally rooted in some form of uncertainty. But to you, is that uncertainty maybe not so uncertain because of how strongly you feel about certain, you know, things that you've experienced throughout your journey? Yeah, Brad, I think you said that so well. Um, uncertainty is just a normal part of walking through this life and there was times in the journey there's times in the journey i'm still walking where it's like you know you ask this you ask the question why or you ask you look back at the the difficult times and you're like you know well if only this had gone different and that just brings about you know a sense of confusion as we struggle to understand the ins and outs of this life and why things happen the way that they do but to be honest there is a certainty uh, that I have in the Lord and what is to come that eclipses any uncertainty I could ever have here. So it's like it's like the picture is almost like in the midst of uncertainty, you you grasp even more strongly and urgently to the certainty, and that's what carries you through the uncertainty in life. If that makes any sense. Yeah, definitely, and I I totally agree. And my whole kind of big word and, and main idea thesis in my life involves vulnerability. And so I always love when I'm, I feel like, and I think this is honestly the most reaffirming thing for, you know, what I'm trying to do and spread regarding vulnerability is in almost all of these conversations around whatever word it is, the idea of uncertainty, the essence of vulnerability always finds its way in completely, you know, unintentionally on the surface. So I'm very glad that, that streak has continued with <laughs> the victory conversation. Absolutely. It's crucial that we maintain that. And I think you understand that probably even better than I do. But vulnerability, it does make its way into into anything like this. I, I 100% agree. And, and I think that it's interesting to me as well when I start to think about, you know, what you're talking about and in, in victory and this idea of what that actually means because I think a lot of times in our lives we play that we try to play this game 
and the game doesn't actually exist, if that makes sense. And, and so we often feel like we lose because there isn't a quantifiable win. And I think, again, correct me if I'm wrong, but it really it feels like the essence of a lot of what you're saying is, no, 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 winning is relative and it exists and it's very nuanced. Um, and we can, the, the better that we quantify that and gain perspective and always add context around our moment-to-moment, day-to-day, year-to-year, decade-to-decade happenings, the better off we are both in a, in a now sense and in a longevity sense as well. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, the way I would quantify uh, the, the word victory and, you know, uh, I think you said it so well too with you, it's got to be contended for. That lifestyle you just described is not an easy one. And, you know, you've probably experienced that on a personal level. I would, I would even say that most people have. It's got to be contended for. But the quantifiable way to, to define the word victory uh, it, it must be from the perspective of, you know, Jesus has already won the war. The battle has already been won. And so we actually, because of what he has done, we actually get to obtain it on the back end as well because we're in relationship. So even in the, the times of this life that feel like loss, that feel like defeat, that feel like, you know, triumph is as far away from us as it could possibly be, there is still victory at the end. And that, that's merely, that one singular thought in and of itself is enough to keep us going. So we must, we must, we must contend to maintain that type of perspective. Gotcha. So when you're thinking about that, right, and, and victory and all these things, and you obviously feel that that exists and that you want to achieve that, what do you think the the, the flip side in of victory is? Like how, how is loss play into this? How has... I understand like with the, you know, the loss you've experienced and stuff, but maybe outside of that, that large traumatic one, what are some other like smaller day to day, we'll call them losses that kind of helped you quantify victory for yourself? Yeah, for sure. Um, and there, you know, that obviously the example I gave is, uh, the, the, it's an extreme example for sure. Um, it is, it wasn't an easy journey by any means, but the smaller day to day things that we see, like, you know, let's just say that um, you're working on, I can, I can use my book, for example. Um, what I could have defined was a loss in a day would be to, you know, not make any progress. Or I could go to bed tonight, that night discouraged and frustrated with how it went. And uh, maybe I felt like I met, took a few steps back or um, maybe I felt like when I was in the process of reaching out to publishers, maybe I just felt like that went, that didn't go well. And so I would define in those moments, those types of things as, you know, a day-to-day loss, a day-to-day struggle, a day-to-day something that didn't go as well as I had hoped. Um, but it's in those moments that you've still got to fight. You've still got to fight from the perspective of, you know, this is what the Lord put into my heart, and it's just part of the journey. And if we can live those smaller instances, understanding that it is part of the journey, I think that will very strongly equip us to keep walking. You know, we are, Brad, a destination-obsessed culture. If you look at our culture as a whole, we are just trying to see where we can get and how far we can go. Uh, but if we can learn to embrace the journey, you know, I think that I think that rids us of a lot of discouragement in the process. I think it rids us of a lot of what we would deem as defeat in the process because we've just got to keep going and embrace the journey the entire way. Definitely. I 
agree. I echo that a hundred fold and <laughs> everything else. Um, the last thing I wanted to kind of talk to you about today um, is you had shared with me when we first met each other electronically uh, your your video for your spoken word um, that you created. I don't know how long ago that that was done, but um, three years ago this week. Gotcha. So I I just wanted to first of all obviously I'll link that and everything because I thought it was very neat and I'm obviously it's a usage of words, um, which hits home for me and, and the listeners and everything. Cause that's kind of the, the, the uniting common factor, um, on this show, but I'm curious kind of what was that experience? Like, what was the, the motivation to do that and, and create that form of communication around this message? Yeah. You know, I, I don't know if I can actually pinpoint a moment where it was like, um, you know, this is something I want to do, or, or if I can pinpoint a moment where I saw something that inspired me to do that. Uh, I remember I was sitting in the church service one day and I saw, I heard a testimony of a man who was diagnosed with cancer. And then, you know, some members of the church prayed and he was just radically healed. And I remember just tears welled up in my eyes because, you know, my dad had just been diagnosed at this point. I was, it kind of gave me a glimpse of hope, a glimpse of, you know, this is how my dad's story could end. He could be totally healed. And um, so I just set out. I just set out and started writing one day. I wanted to document the journey. I wanted to come up with a creative way to let people know what the Lord had done. But on a vulnerable side, to also write about, you know, the prayers that I felt like went unanswered or that the Lord didn't hear or the breakthrough we didn't see. So I remember I just sat down in my dorm room in Troy, Troy University in southern Alabama, and I just started writing. And um, it wasn't until midway through that things started coming together, and I realized, you know, you know, this could be something special. And um, it took me about two months to write it. And from there, I can honestly, Brad, I can honestly say that that is where my passion for writing came from. Uh, it wasn't like I just felt this huge passion come from out of the come from within me out of the gate. It was in the midst of it. It was in the midst of what I believed was obedience under, into the, under the Lord to write this that I discovered the joy that I had for it. And um, so I've, I've kind of lived from that inspiration. And that spoken word, you know, just to let you know how far the Lord has taken that, it's been viewed in, within two weeks, it had been viewed in 35 countries and 49 states. And so it's just, it was really a global thing that it, I, my prayer was that it encouraged so many different people, and I, I believe it will continue to do that. I really hope it does, and Colin, I'm very grateful for just this conversation, for you coming on the show today, sharing your vulnerable story, and also uh, just, just a whole lot of other valuable insight as well, and it always means a lot to me, and I really appreciate it. Absolutely, Brad. I'm thankful to be a part of it.